Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Kolbun Salim on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just tuned in, I'm Taslima Ali and I'm with you until 4 p.m. inshallah. And a really, really lovely series that we are going to be starting today is Feeding the Ruh, and that is with Sister Nasiha Bayat, who is a multi-talented therapist as well as a motivational speaker and has regularly also appeared on Eid Pray Love. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Sister Nasiha. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and to all our listeners, wish you a Ramadan Mubarak. <laughs> and a Ramadan Mubarak to you and your family as well. So feeding the Ruh. But I think before we actually get there, um, Sister Nasiha, just a little bit of insight for those um, that perhaps haven't listened to us before about what exactly you do. Okay. Um, I'm actually a multi, I do different types of therapy. But uh, when I went into therapy, it was not something that I chose. I felt that I was moved from inside to do whatever I am doing now because the line of work that I was in and the line of work that I do here. And through my therapy, I do, in, in, in a very indirect way, I do dawa. I motivate people and make them realize that yeah, how important it is to pray and I bring them to a realization. Somehow I motivate them and I bring them into a realization and the next time they come and they said, some of them say to me, I haven't touched the Quran for years. And you know, after I came to you, I read this and I read that. So. I feel that my work is my purpose and my purpose is my work. It has kind of integrated, it has also become like my income, so it's like all three integrated, almost like the body, the mind and the soul is all, all in one and so is my, my work. And this was quite challenging as I first started, but now, I mean, I'm doing it for many years. And therefore, I feel that the healing side was very much motivated with me during the month of Ramadan. And prior to that, I used to pray and read the Quran and do all the fasting and whatever rituals there were. Until many years ago, and I started questioning, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is the meaning behind this? And what is the meaning behind my life? And when you have a quest in your heart, and then when you follow it, then Almighty Allah gives you answers because you want to bring meaning into your prayer. And He wants that for you. You know, we cannot question the essence of Almighty Allah because it's beyond our comprehension. But we can question certain things that are within our domain. And those are the questions that were there. And whatever the questions were, it, I had to unravel them. I had to unpack them. I had to find out. And I had some amazing experiences. And I thought that this is my opportunity to share it with those people. So yesterday, I had a workshop. And I, I, I was actually sharing with them how to bring meaning into the Ramadan. And uh, one of the ladies messaged me and she said she had an amazing experience after the Hajjud. 
And it was like validation for me because over the years I used to share, but I used to share it on one-to-one. And here is my opportunity, Taslima, to share it on, you know, on VOC. And I hope that it can inspire and motivate people when they hear me. Inshallah. And that, of course, brings us to the series that we are actually doing, which is Feeding the Ruh. Okay, so I'm going along with, actually, the idea is that we all know the holy month of Ramadan. It is holy, and we're all trying to do our best. And in our own way, we are listening, we are reciting the Quran, we're going for tarawih, or we're doing our own little prayers. But we're all trying our best, and sometimes we don't know what is best. And this is where I'm coming in, that it is about planting and plowing. So we're planting a lot of things into our subconscious mind, into our hearts. We are praying, we are fasting. And when we are fasting, there's no food interferences. So what is happening? The energies are filtering through everywhere, detoxifying. And the light of Allah is also lifting our souls, lifting and purifying. But we can do our share. We can do our but so that we can really benefit from the month of Ramadan. And this is what I like to actually share. It is about plowing, about turning the soil inside of you and planting at the same time. So the first thing that I want to actually say is that the way to Allah is the way through jihad. The jihad is the self-jihad. And the more we throw the dirty linen out, the more we make space for the pure light to come in. And that is what I'm talking about, turning the soil, plowing and planting. So the first thing that I want to mention is that, and I did actually a little workshop this morning, and I was like, they were like standing back and thinking. And I said, yes, put on your thinking cap. And I did a little exercise, and it was about a judgment exercise. And I said, who's the worst of this little story? And it was like everybody had different answers. And I said, you see, this is our problem. We actually always in judgment to who's more and who's worse and whatever. And this is the time when we need to step back. And we need to actually say that only Almighty Allah is the judge and that we really do not know. Everything what we know, we know nothing. But everything what we do know, Almighty Allah makes it known to us. But here it is that we know some knowledge that we have may be fitting and some knowledge that we have may be totally against our own soul. And this is what we need to sit back and think and plow that and turn the soil and look at it, what is lying underneath that we need to get rid of. And here I'm coming to this, and this is something that personally that I did. Mm-hmm. That was many, many years ago. And I said, I need to start looking at what I need to change within myself. Sister Nasiha, I think before we go into that personal experience, we're going to take a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll continue plowing. Oh. <laughs> 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Colburn Salim on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just tuned in, we started a special series today called Feeding the Ruh, and we are with Sister Nasiha Bayat, who just before the break was chatting to us about what we plant and plow um, within ourselves in this holy month of Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh once again, Sister Nasiha. Wa alaikum salam, taslima. Yes, as we were talking about plowing and planting, we realized that for the month of Ramadan, we have a preparation from Rajab, Shaban and into Ramadan. So as this is the first week, and I thought this is a good time for, for us to prepare for the last week of Ramadan, for those 10 days, you know, if I've divided into 10 20 and 30 so it's just like that we, we prepare from now and we pace ourselves for the last 10 days and I'm specifically speaking about the night of Laylatul Qadr mm-hmm. that we have to search for that odd night and we have to be prepared for it so this is a time when we're toiling the soil you know we, 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 we're plowing and then we're going to be planting at the same time so in one area we are planting with all the beautiful recitation of the Quran and we're going for Tarawih and we are fasting but on the other side we need to make a little bit of time to turn the soil so that we can really get the benefit of the night of Laylatul Qadr and we can start experiencing some of the things now and very often we don't even think about it so I'm actually on actually hinging on to the workshop that I had this morning and it was almost like a rehearsal for me that I'm speaking now and I everybody just stayed quiet in because I said how many times we have beliefs and we believe so strongly about it and it is completely a negative belief. We really need to look at ourselves and see that those beliefs interfere with our lives and our, our development and our development of our soul. And we need to really need to do some introspection. So we need to pace ourselves. There are times when we are praying and there are times that we got to plow and we got to look at ourselves and we got to actually say, what are the things that I didn't do right? What are my weaknesses? What is my shortfall? We lie to ourselves and they actually had a good laugh about it and I said we're all humans that's why we we are human beings and we lie sometimes to ourselves many things that we don't realize and once we start looking at ourselves and this means courage it means confidence and courage to truly look at our mistakes and truly look at our wrongs and how we want to change those beliefs and ideas into something that is of excellence that is how we were programmed and we need to change that to something of more of a, of, of a higher vibration that is in link with the true personality and the true fitna a, a, a str- truly person that we are the fitra that is within us and it means a bit of hard work it means courage more than hard work it means courage to really look at yourself and Allah loves you for that because instead of just sitting with a tasbih and saying Toba or just resign but here you are specific and then Allah is your best friend 
Now, what better time to sit down at the time of the Hajjud or at the time on your musalla when you are doing some introspection and actually saying, this is what I need to change. This is what I need to, to change myself, my attitude, because my attitude is my altitude. And this is what I have been justifying myself of my behavior, which was totally inappropriate. And I look for justification for my behavior. This is not on. And you don't have to make your confessions to anybody else. You make your confessions to Allah subhanahu. And you make your confessions to yourself. And once you start working at it, it's difficult at first. But I promise that when you start planting seeds in there, they go right deep into your soul. And you f start feeling this internal transformation and I'm speaking from personal experience and I started doing that and w and while you do that you actually realize one of the things is that I said Allah let every desire of mine be Allah your desire in my heart and I actually started looking at those desires I'm going many years back that that didn't fit I didn't like those desires and I said, Allah, you can turn my weakness into strength. This is the month of Ramadan. Almighty Allah, your mercy descends so much. What I ask now, Almighty Allah, you can change that. And this is my weakness. Please, Allah, help me. Help me to turn it into something good. And so that it can be a learning. Show me how and transform me. And that is how some things that Almighty Allah change, but there are other things that you have to work on. And you have to actually, and this is where I'm going to come back on that, and uh, how are some of the tools that you apply to doing self-change. So you apply, you, uh, you, you spend a little bit of time looking at it, and then I give you a few tools how you can work on it. And then you can do a little bit of that. And then by the time you actually maybe go for Tarawih, you are actually planting seeds again into your subconscious. So this is where the waswiso was, in your subconscious mind, you know, giving you all the kinds of thoughts of manipulation and how you can get things your own way. You start dropping that. When you start dropping that, you start linking with Allah's will. You start beginning to trust yourself and you start actually start trusting Allah better. And you can actually say, I can surrender and I can go through the process of cleansing. And then during the day, if you actually have a bit of pain, uh, if you go through a little bit of dis-ease, you say, okay, I'm in the oven. I'm going through little pangs of pain. It's fine. It's cleansing me. It's turning my weakness into strength. So you learn to harmonize with the cleansing. And you ask Allah to make it easy for you. Inshallah, Amin. On that note, we're going to take a quick ad break and we'll be back soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Colbin Salim. Sound Heart on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've tuned in, we're still with our series, Feeding Guru with Sister Nasiha Bayat. Sister, we're all eager to now hear that example that you wanted to share with yes. us. So I'm using two words, and which is vulnerability, and I'm using uh, another word is suspicious. Mm. And what happens is that sometimes people have bad experiences 
And due to that bad experience, a belief is formed that people are not to be trusted. And then you, be, you become scared and you become vulnerable and you worry. Or you've heard some incident that happened somewhere and then you worry about something happened somewhere and your son was there and now you're worried because if he's going to be safe. Mm-hmm. And so you make worry your way of life. And you make suspicion your way of life. And you make vulnerability your way of life. And I know these are the things that you don't generally look, but this is my work. I do that in my therapy and I'm actually bringing because it's actually, we're actually taking those things and we're turning them around. Now, yeah, I'm giving, I'm using these particular words of vulnerability and I'm using this word of suspicion. Now, there is a quotation in the Quran that the form of suspicion is actually some form of uh, excessive suspicion is actually a sin but it can become a belief system in us and we don't even know so I want to give an opposite to that that once we actually change the opposite we change it to faith Mm -hmm. because it's almost a contradiction you sit and you read the Salah and you said, I have faith in Allah, but you woke up from there and you're telling your little boy, I'm so worried if your brother is going to be safe. You're teaching your little child worry. And we don't realize that we're doing and we're placing a belief system in somebody to learn worry. And if you actually look at those things that are, we are there stuck in this negativity, we can actually transform it. So now here it is, and I want to give some paybacks, payoffs for negative beliefs. When you have, when you feel that you are vulnerable, or when you feel that you are suspicious that somebody is going to get you, or some crime situation, you're going to attract it. But if you're actually going to know with conviction and with your faith in what you pray, you're going to believe it. Then you are living the deen. Otherwise, it becomes lip service. So if you're going to pray something, you've got to believe in it. And you've got to believe in it and you've got to internalize it. And you've got to make it a living example. So if you are going to not do that, then you are actually instilling that negative belief into the next generation. And this was something that I became very careful not to do that when my children were younger and I would never use the worry the terminology of worry is not inside of me I only hear it and I said worry is the absence of faith and this is a book without doubt the Quran and it is telling us about adding faith unto faith so here I'm just coming with every difficulty that you go through should add faith unto faith not fear so I'm just saying I'm bringing a negative experience. A negative experience you might have had. And in that negative experience, like I'm just giving a negative experience that I've had, was we were hijacked. And I could actually say that I'm very afraid now to travel and go anywhere because we were hijacked. For me, that experience was Allah protected us regardless of opposing circumstances. And a great good came out of it. An amazing good came out of it, and it is priceless, actually, if I can actually say that. But it was an affirmation of faith rather than an addition of fear and worry. Because if I was a victim of worry, then I would never go out of the house again. 
So this is where we need to be careful that when we are actually, we create our own world by our own beliefs. This is a time in Ramadan we need to look at ourselves and change our belief system. Look at our beliefs that are they serving us or are they not serving us? And then when we start making our beliefs our truths, it, it, it just has a rippling negative effect because when we recite Quran, we're building so much of power in our, in our being. And we are then powerfully affirming a negative emotion. And then we wonder why we're attracting the same thing again. So this is where I say that you've got to bring some meaningful changes, plow the land, look at it what it is, cleanse it, pull out the weeds, and then you can see the transformation. Because once that internal transformation, you will begin to see the light. You will begin to feel the light of the Quran. And you will begin to experience a meaningful uh, Ramadan where you're going to actually feel that there is an inward transformation. There are certain things that are happening inside of your body by the second and by the third and that is one thing that I'm going to share after our ad break. The, the personal experience I had on Laylatul Qadr night a few years ago and I'm just going to touch on it and then I'm going to elaborate. So one of the things was that I realized many years ago that I felt broken inside. And I looked at, I, I was working on it on Laylatul Qadr. I didn't know whether it was Laylatul Qadr night, but it was the 27th night. And I went for Tarawih and I came back. And I started doing this kind of plowing, looking at myself and saying, this is not on Allah, I want to change this, I make Toba for this, I repent for this, I'm not proud of this. But Allah, I want something after this. And what I want is that I want this weakness where I feel I'm broken. I want it to become strong. I want to be internally strong. And Almighty Allah, here I had the surah in front of me, Inna Anzalna. If, if this is the night, then if I ask you sincerely, then grant me strength of a thousand months. And what am I supposed to? Almighty, I promise you that all those people who come to me, that they must feel strengthened in my strength that you bless me with. That those who are downtrodden, that they come to me and I must have strength equivalent to me asking for a thousand months. And this was something that I was working on on that night. And then I recited Yasin Sharif. And then I recited again. So I was doing plowing and planting, plowing and planting. You see how as you're plowing and planting, we're going to take a quick ad break and inshallah we'll be back soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Colvin Salim Sound Heart on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've tuned in, we have Sister Nasiha Bayat with us. And before the break, she was speaking to us about her her planting and plowing in search of that night of Laylatul Qadr. Yes. So anyway, that was quite a few years ago, but it was, it happened to be the Laylatul Qadr night because it is a night, if you actually read uh, in Anzalna, there was only Wahi stopped, never Wahi after that. But it is a night of revelation. 
a revelation of for you for the personal revelation of what you need to know and that will confirm your kalima because when you when something gets revealed to you then it only strengthens your faith and and then what happens you bear witness to almighty allah that what he is actually telling you in the quran you are experiencing it and then that quran brings meaning to you so it is you have to experience certain things and that motivates you and you know that Allah is so close to you and he accepts you with your imperfection being human you don't have to be perfect but here is that night of that Laylatul Qadr night where you can we can ask for forgiveness and know that he can give us forgiveness if we genuinely ask he can enter the darkest heart which he promises us in the Inna Anzalnaho Surah, that he will enter the darkest heart, even if it's like a rock. It will enter if we just take a moment and sincerely ask. And if we ask for Tawbah, he can wipe out 80 years. It's actually 83.4 years, or 84.3 years, it's a thousand months. And we can get cleansed so much of hope because Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought that to us. We need to, in, this will also motivate you to love our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are so privileged to have all these things. So here I'm coming back to this, the strength that I was looking for. And it has, it is almost like over 30 years that I did this. And whenever I have my clients coming and when they go, and one of the things that I ran the workshop, and it says, you know, I feel, my clients tell me, when I come to you, I feel I'm being strengthened. I can cope so much better. So there we are. I experienced something on that night, and I experienced it before waking up in the late part of the night because I experienced that feeling of that Laylatul Qadr night. And you all can experience this, but it was as a result of really doing plowing. So Almighty Allah says that He gives you, He is so close to you, and what you are inside will reflect outside. There are certain signs that He gives you within yourself. Sometimes one lady came and asked me, I, I feel this palpitation on my hand when I read this. I can remember a few years ago there was a kawali that we used to listen to. And it used to go like Mary Nafsa Nafsa Bole Rasul. In every Nafs there is Rasul. And I, it didn't make meaning to me, you know. And the whole idea is to take this Nafs of ours and transform it, which Nafs is water, is emotion. We are 70% water. The goal of man is to turn that water into oil. And I'm talking about oil when I'm saying spirituality. When we feed it with Allah's name, we feed it, we're turning water into oil, into, into, when I say oil, it means what Tine was Zaytun, the light, the niche, the oil that must filter into our body. And this is what it meant those years when they said, Mary Nafs Nafs Bole Rasul, that there's so much the root that you read, that even your nerves in your body, your nerves are jumping, proclaiming La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. That means your body itself, you've put so much of prayer into your body that certain nerves in your body will jump and will actually proclaim Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah even if your lips are not proclaiming it and then the heart will proclaim and the heart will read la ilaha illallah while you are busy talking to somebody so this is what it actually says that when you cleanse and then when you it becomes internal 
And when it becomes internal, it goes into your bloodstream. And your go, your whole idea is to become from a Muslim to a mu'min. And my reason for sharing is that there was somebody that I shared who already had an experience this morning. And she said that she had an amazing experience because she worked so much on her cleansing in that time that she didn't realize that when she was making salah and she saw a flash of light run through her musalla. And she said she wasn't sure whether it was imaginary or whether it's real. But yes, if you do cleanse all the time, you will begin to see with your third eye, flashes of light, malaikas around you. You have the ability, and this is when you go deeper and deeper, when you want to bring meaning to your to your Ramadan. Here is your opportunity. Every day Allah has blessed us so much that we can invest so little and so much we receive. And His mercy is so great that He is benefiting. He's given us this opportunity to benefit mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually all around that we can actually bring the soul back to us because if we have sinned, our soul leaves our body and it is we are like living dead. We don't have, we are just existing. But once we actually feed our souls and especially the last 10 days and we search Allah, then the soul returns. And that is the ayat that we have in the Quran, the verse 26, 27, they are those who are living but are dead and they are, they are those that are dead but living. And we need to get out of our slumber. We need to wake up and we need to awaken the consciousness that we need to really look at ourselves and start clearing away all the debris so that we can bring in the light and we can feel and experience this energy of light into our being. Subhanallah. I think we have a few more minutes before we actually take a break. So you may continue, um, Sister Nasiha. Okay. The mm. other thing that is that we, Almighty Allah has crowned us with intelligence, which is said in Watine wa Zaytun, that we has crowned us and He has given us reason. So our mind is a tool for reason, that it is only meant there for reason, but we've got to direct our mind. We cannot find the solutions in our mind. The solutions come from the heart. So we've got to make sure that we keep our mind clean. Our mind is not a garbage bin. You've got to make sure that you plant good seeds. You must make sure that any experience you have, you get rid of the resentment fast. But if you haven't got rid of it and you have made a pile of resentment thoughts in your mind, here is the month of Ramadan. You can get rid of it, you can face it and you can say, you don't belong to my fitra. I let you go. I forgive you. I do not resent you, whoever you may have been resenting, and let it go. Let go of the hate. Let go of the bitterness. Because the forgiveness is inside of you. When you forgive somebody, you may even think that they don't deserve the forgiveness, but you have to forgive because you need to heal. And therefore, we need to let go of the bitterness and hate. We've got to bless every relationship that came into our lives because it is there for our growth. It is therefore our test that we did not harbor resentment. But we know that because we did not do that, Allah lifted our rank. That that person was there for our highest good. If somebody did anything bad to you, which you may say call it as bad or hurt or whatever, 
there is always a balance. You compensate it for that because the justice, the law of justice is always operating. Don't think it's not there. We must take the lesson from those experiences and we need to learn from those experiences. And we've got to, as we are spring cleaning, we know that ultimately this is where we're going to come through is we're going to go towards illumination and may our souls be illuminated and lifted. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Ameen. We're going to go in for a quick ad break. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Colburn Salim, and we are still feeding the soul with Sister Nisi Habayat. So, Sister, those reminders um, that you were giving us just before uh, the break, yes. in you know what, not holding on to the negative thoughts and all of that. Is there a way for, to make it a little bit easy that we would like could really be conscious that we, you know what, we are actually doing this. Let me try to, to, to look at the situation a little bit differently. Yes, it's about objectivity. It's about looking at it from the other person's point of view. And it's about looking at it at how you are interpreting it mm -hmm. and how you are managing it and how you are actually internalizing it in the way that we sometimes habitually want to hurt ourselves. And sometimes we, the person doesn't even mean it, but we actually look at it as somebody hurting us. It's our own issues sometimes. Mm. And even if it's not our own issues, we need to actually let it go because it doesn't serve us. And this is where I was coming, that what does happens, it what does contamination, contaminated thoughts do to us? It does a lot of, there's no payoffs. And once you know that, then you will dare not hold anything against anyone because one of the things that it does, it closes your opportunity, it blocks your meridians up. And it blocks everything up. It blocks your opportunities because you're holding resentment. What is resentment? You're holding something against anybody. And if it is really justified, you're actually taking your blessings, you're giving it to that person, and, and you are taking the negative energy of that person and you are carrying it. In fact, you are indirectly charitable, which doesn't serve you. Hmm. So you are actually carrying those thoughts. It closes your opportunity. It leads your life to stagnation and if it continues then it becomes self-pity and depression and and then it becomes the, the disease and disease then leads to physical death before the emotional death and there's no free-flowing beauty because then it goes into self-pity and where the negatives just keep feeding negatives so a lot of times people say, but I don't know how to pray. And I thought I'll end off with, when I come a little later, I would actually like to end off with a small prayer. Mm -hmm. But there's two ways of praying. And one of it is, it is affirmation. And one of it is, Almighty Allah grant us this and mm -hmm. grant us this. But it's what we call the Sharia way of, is that we're asking Allah, Allah grant us this, grant us that. In the Tariqah, or in the higher, on the deeper level, it is, the first is the law is your servant, and the other way, the, the you, you know, uh, the, the, you are actually using the law, and you are asking, and the other way is the law is your servant. So you are actually using the law, meaning that if you are actually saying that, you know, it goes on to the belief, you know nothing, but you know that Allah made it known to you. So you are connected with Allah, and then you say, I know I'm going to do well. 
and you're saying I know I'm going to do well is because you know you have the faith that you're going to do well. So this is where the connection with Allah comes in and then your confidence comes from within. So I'm going to actually do an affirmation prayer. And maybe we can tune into this and we can actually, I saw that here we are, I'm actually using and you can the listeners can actually tune in with us that we can go through a self-cleansing process. So here I said, I, we cannot afford to separate ourselves in thought or in word with another living soul. To do so is to separate ourselves from the very presence of Allah in another human being. So therefore we forgive and we release. We love that we may be like the very fitra that we are created in the in in the very presence of Rafar and Jabbar, all those qualities that we we need to live. But if we hold resentment, we are not doing that. If there is a condition or a lack or a poverty anywhere in my affairs, I know that there is a lack of love somewhere in my thinking, where I am not loving humanity. A true believer loves all humanity and a true believer loves his brother more like the way he would love himself. So we know that there is a lack of love somewhere in our thinking. Perhaps we have secretly wished ill to someone by having a thought of righteous indignation, judgment or condemnation. We can no longer afford this indulgence we bless every human being because every human being and every Muslim is a brother or a sister to you. And those who seem to have hurt you or those who have, they have only made you grow, bless them and forgive them and hold nothing against them because we are here to have those tests and we want to pass them because we dare not block our own goodness. But going a little further to nobility, we ask Allah that Allah also forgives them because it is in asking for others, that's when we really rise up to nobility, that first we forgive them and we also ask Allah to forgive, to, to forgive them. And this is what our salah is made of, that we are asking Allah to forgive our parents, our teachers and the entire mu'min and Muslim. So. I hope that I can could bring you to some a thinking cap on to realize, to bring meaning to the prayers that we make. Absolutely beautiful. Well, Sister Nasiha Bayat, we look forward to uh, spending this Ramadan with you and continuing the series with you, inshallah. Shukran so much for joining us on Colburn Salim. Shukran and Jazakallah for having me here in the studio. And I hope to be back again in the studio and share some more things in this month of Ramadan, inshallah. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Kobun Salim, which is Sound Heart on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And of course, it is that time where we continue with our series, which we started last Thursday um, with Mulna Isa Samuel Jazri, who is the Imam of Masjid al Kuba in North Pine, as well as the head and director of the HIF Department and Islamic Studies at Ilham Learning Center. And I need to say, Salaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh, Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Salaam, how are you? Alhamdulillah, Sheikh, enjoying this beautiful rain, mashallah. Mashallah, Allah masayib and nafiyah, inshallah. Lots of rahmat today, alhamdulillah. So, Sheikh, the Prophet's journey through Ramadan, we're continuing today. Yes, inshallah. Inshallah, bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen. Alhamdulillah, today, inshallah. We will be speaking, inshallah, about the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam's life and how Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam spent his time in the month of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Before we go to that, there is a beautiful saying in the Arabic that says, "Ida ahsanta fazid wa ida asat fa'ud wa alam anhu ayamun ma'adudat." This says, "Count with me: the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day. Today we are in the fifth day." فَإِذَا أَحْسَنْتَ فَزِدْ If you do well in this five days, if you recite the Qur'an, if you go and perform salat al-taraweeh, if you give sadaqah, and if you make dua, and you fast properly, you raise your hand and beg from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they say, فَزِدْ Increase and continue. وَإِذَا أَسَأْتَ فَعُدْ And if you didn't do well in this five days of Ramadan, you didn't have time to perform salat al-taraweeh, you didn't have time to open the Qur'an, you didn't have time to raise your hand. So repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is still early. وَاعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ أَيَّامٌ مَعْدُودَاتٌ And remind yourself that Ramadan is only a few days. Look, we were in the first day, today is the fifth day, and after sometimes the tenth, and after the twenty-fifth, and the twenty-ninth, and tomorrow is Eid. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to spend our time correctly, engaging in the remembrance of Allah, making dua, and make this Ramadan the best of Ramadans which we fast in our life. Ameen. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He is our qudwa He is our role model Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He is our qaid He is our leader Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has sent him as rahmatan lil'alameen As a mercy to guide us Allah say وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ فَحَيَاتُهُ رَحْمَةً The life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Is a mercy his day for us is a mercy. His night for us is a mercy. How he eat, it is a mercy. Because Rasulullah sallallahu is our leader. Leader to where? He lead us to the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He lead us because he is rahmah. He is a gift. He is a mercy from Allah. So whomsoever follow him, he's following the rahmah. He's achieving the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he lead us to guidance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن تُطِيعُوا if you follow Rasulullah 
sallallahu alayhi wa sallam you will be guided he lead us to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ if you really love Allah follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah he will love you imagine the creator of the heavens and the earth he will love you Allahu Akbar and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he's guiding us he's leading us to Jannah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says all my ummah they will enter Jannah إِلَّا مَنْ أَبَا Except that person who reject to enter Jannah. Sahaba, they were surprised. قِيلَ وَمَنْ يَأْبَى يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Who will refuse and reject to enter Jannah? He says, مَنْ أَطَاعَنِي دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ Whomsoever follow me, whomsoever follow my steps, he will definitely enter Jannah. وَمَنْ عَصَانِي And whomsoever disobey me, he deprived himself from Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to achieve the mercy of Allah, to achieve the hidayah, the guidance from Allah, to achieve the love of Allah, to achieve the success in this world and the hereafter. Allah says in the Quran, وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا Whomsoever obey Allah, follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and obey the messenger of Allah Allah, he will achieve success in this world and in the hereafter. So Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is guiding us to the mercy of Allah, to the love of Allah, to the success in this world and the hereafter, and he guiding us to Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah. Ameen. وَلَوْ تَأَمَّلْنَا فِي حَيَاتِ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم لَوَجَدْنَا أَنَّ النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم كَانَ يُعَلِّمُ الصَّحَابَةِ If we look at the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will find out that Rasulullah Rasulullah sallallahu he used to teach the Sahaba. In, in terms of Salat, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he performed Salat and he tells the Sahaba practically, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli, perform Salat as you see me performing Salat. And Sahaba radiyallahu anhum see Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performing Salat, so they learn from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In terms of Hajj, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he went to Hajj and he take his companions and he tell them, Khudu anni manasikakum. Learn from me all the different sunans of Hajj. Then Subhanallah, Sahaba, they learn from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Umrah as well. But today the question we want to ask: Mada kana yafalu Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fi Ramadan? What Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he used to do in Ramadan? What was the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Ramadan? What was the day of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Ramadan? What was the night of Rasulullah? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Ramadan. What was the connection of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with the Kalam of Allah, with the Quran in the month of Ramadan? But before we answer this question and this question the answer it will lead us يَقُودُنَا وَيَقُودُكُمْ He will lead us to understand and to 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 know the steps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and if we follow the footstep of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we do what he do in the month of Ramadan we will definitely take a full benefit from the month of Ramadan we will achieve the mercy of Allah we will achieve the freedom from the fire of Jahannam we will definitely 
cross Laylatul Qadr, which is better than thousand months. If you calculate it, it is 83 years of ibadah. Imagine Allahu Akbar. If we look at the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he witnessed nine Ramadans, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in his life, because the month of Ramadan, he was obligated in the second after Hijrah. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he witnessed nine Ramadans. But before we speak about what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he do in the month of Ramadan, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if we look at his life, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he used to prepare himself before Ramadan, Allahu Akbar. That's why he said, إِذَا كَانَتِ الْبِدَايَةُ صَحِيحَ كَانَتِ النِّهَايَةُ صَحِيحَ If you start properly, you will end up properly, Allahu Akbar. And that's what exactly Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he used to do. He start before Ramadan preparing himself. That's why Aisha radiallahu anha, she says, كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَسُومُ شَعْبَانْ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا How he prepare himself? He prepare himself by fasting in the month of Sha'ban. And there is a huge difference between the person who start before Ramadan and a person who say, I will start in the month of Ramadan. And I'm sure whomsoever start in the month before Ramadan, he experienced that strength, that excitement, that farha in his heart, and that strength for doing more and more. Subhanallah. That's why Rasulullah used to start before the month of Ramadan. And as we say, we give hope. If you do good in this five days, alhamdulillah, make shukr to Allah and increase and carry on. But if you didn't do good, repent to Allah and take advantage and remind yourself today is Ramadan and tomorrow is Eid. Allahu Akbar. May Allah give us tawfiq to spend our time correctly. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa used to prepare himself before the month of Ramadan. وَكَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي شَهْرٍ مِنْ أَنْوَاعِ الْعِبَادَاتِ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was in the month of Ramadan to increase the ibadat, to increase his salat, to increase his remembrance and in although that Nabi وسلم, his entire life it was in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's why imagine Allah tell Nabi وسلم, فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْصَبْ وَإِلَى رَبِّكَ فَرَغَبْ O Muhammad when you have free time remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but if you look at the life of Rasulullah وسلم, Nabi وسلم, from morning till evening from evening till morning he is in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he's busy teaching sahaba He's striving in the part of Allah. He's preparing, preparing army to go and fight for the, in the part of Allah. The people come to us, Nabi Sallallahu He's looking after his wife. He's standing in front of Allah in tahajjud. Imagine all this, Allahu Akbar. But Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in Ramadan, he used to increase his ibadah, Allahu Akbar. Although that all his life it was ibadah, Allahu Akbar. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he used to increase his in the month of Ramadan. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to increase his ibadah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to recite the Quran. And that is really amazing. Imagine Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent the wahi to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah tell Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لا تحرك به لسانك لتعجل به إن علينا جمعه وقرآنه فَإِذَا قَرَأْنَاهُ فَاتَّبِعَ قُرْآنَهُ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, سَنُقْرِئُكَ فَلَا تَنْسَى Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam received the entire Qur'an, Allahu Akbar. 
And Allah tell Rasulullah sallallahu O Muhammad, we will put the Quran in your heart and you will never forget the Quran. But imagine Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the month of Ramadan, subhanallah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi he have the Quran in his heart. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he received the wahi from Allah, but yet Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam every Ramadan and every night Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he used to recite to Jibreel alayhi salam Jibreel listened to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and after Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he used to listen to Jibreel what we understand from this from the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he received the Quran he have the Quran in his heart Allahu akbar but yet Rasulullah sallallahu in every night he used to recite the Quran and that show us the importance of the Quran and reciting the Quran, the Kalam of Allah in the month of Ramadan because the Quran was revealed in the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We reveal this Quran in the night of power, in the night of Qadr, Allahu Akbar. And Allah says, says we reveal this Quran in the blessed in the blessed night Allahu Akbar so from this we understand the connection of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam with the Quran it was different outside Ramadan and in the month of Ramadan so from this we understand that we need to make such an effort to recite the Quran as much we can Allahu Akbar and as we say last time this is only the chance when a person can recite in the morning and listen in the evening by going to the masjid and listen to Salatul Taraweeh the external purification and the internal purification and Nur Allahu Akbar may Allah give us tawfiq to take advantage of the month of Ramadan recite the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and insha'Allah we will be speaking in our uh, next series about the importance of Quran and in our life and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala named the Quran and what is the nur of the Quran and the barakah and the blessing of the Quran and what status Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given those who are related to the Quran and amongst what when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he used to do in Ramadan Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he used to fast but Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he used to fast for a day and two and three he connected he only break his fast in the third day and that was special for Rasulullah but what is the reason of mentioning this Sahaba asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Rasulullah why you do this can we do this also? He say, no, my Lord, Allah, Rabbul Alameen, inni lastu kahayatikum, inni abitu yut'imuni rabbi wa yasqeen akhrajahu fi sahihain. He says, I am not like you. Allah provide for me and Allah feed me and Allah give me that strength. So, but why we mention this, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi used to fast for a one day and two days and three days to show us the excitement of Rasulullah sallallahu Imagine one day after the other, one day and after the other and show us the virtue of fasting Allahu Akbar that's why Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say whomsoever fast Ramadan seeking reward from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Allah definitely will forgive all his past sin so may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give us tawfiq 
to fast correctly according to the hukm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even in the time of Ramadan, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he never ever leaves striving in the path of Allah. In the month of Ramadan, there is many, many victories take place. Fathu Mecca, the conquest of Mecca, the battle of Badr take place in the month of Ramadan. But what, why we are mentioning that Nabi sallallahu he used to strive, he used to make jihad with the companions, with his companions, we from this point we understand, we all know that we are busy at work, we are busy driving, we are busy shopping. But look at Rasulullah in his life he never ever leave his fast Allahu Akbar, he never ever leave the Quran, he never ever leave his Salat, he never ever leave making dua, he never ever leave standing in front of Allah in Salat Tahajjud Allahu Akbar. And that what increase us uh, subhanallah to take advantage of the month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to spend our time correctly. Ayyaman ma'dudat, remind yourself every day, five days is go. How many days left? 25 days left. So let us make our time, let us spend our time reciting the Quran. Let us spend our time in dua, engaging. We all know we are in, in the need of Allah. We all have things to ask Allah. We all have desire. This is the time when we can raise our hand and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say Allah he will never ever reject the dua of that person who is fasting Allahu Akbar. So let us make dua, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us in the month of Ramadan and give us all the strength to continue fasting Ramadan, to continue going to the masjid, listening to the Quran, spanning from what Allah gave us, making dua and standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fasting properly, correctly, controlling our desire, our anger and leaving all the bad habits and may Allah make it a means for us to be guided and to be get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amin, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Shikran so much, Mulna Isa Sami Al Jazri, uh, for these uh, wisdoms that you are sharing with us. The voice of the king. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Kalbun Salim Sound Heart on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. So, just a reminder that the Voice of the Cape will be broadcasting live um, on Wednesday, the 23rd of May 2018, at the Pick and Pay in Palmore uh, with its Make a Difference campaign between 10 a.m. and 12. Then on Friday, the 25th of May 2018, they'll be at the Pick and Pay at Vangate Mall with its Make a Difference campaign between 2 and 4 p.m. On Saturday, the 26th of May 2018, they'll be at ShopRite in the Rocklands Centre corner of Park Avenue and Caraval Road in Rocklands. So do come and experience a world of lower prices you can trust always at ShopRite between 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. Then on Saturday, the 26th of May 2018, we'll be at Designer Warehouse, which is 414 Fortrex. 
Baker Road, Maitland, between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. And then at Shoprite, the corner of 15th Avenue and Strandfontein Road, Pelican Park. Come and experience a world of lower prices you can trust always at Shoprite. And that is between 1.30 p.m. and 3 p.m. Well, we're continuing now on Kalbun Salim with the Prophet's journey through the holy month of Ramadan, and we of course still have Maulana Isa Sami Al Jazidi with us. So, Sheikh, you want to continue, inshallah? Inshallah. So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as we say, is our role model in terms of fasting, in terms of everything. And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In the month of Ramadan, although that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us just to break the fast, if you are traveling, but Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to fast sometime. He used to fast sometime, and sometime he used to break his fast. Abu Darda radiallahu anhu says, قَالَ كُنَّا فِي سَفَرٍ فِي يَوْمِ حَرٍ شَدِيدٍ وَمَا فِينَ صَائِمٌ إِلَّا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ Abu Darda radiallahu anhu, he said, we were traveling with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in such a hot day, but no one he was fasting beside Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And show us how Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make sure Nabi he used to stand at night, not only in the month of Ramadan, outside the month of Ramadan, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama, he never ever leave salatul tahajjud, salatul layl. And Aisha explained for us, Rasulullah sallallahu he used to stand till his feet swollen, Allahu Akbar. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to stand. But when Ramadan comes, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to increase that. And especially in the last 10 days of Ramadan, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yajtahidu fil ashri al-awakhir min Ramadan. He used to increase his dua. He used to increase his tilawa. He used to increase his charity. He used to increase everything. And as we see here from the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to stand and used to make sure that his family, they are standing, crying in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the, the guidance of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the month of Ramadan, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to increase his a'mal. He used to increase everything. Even the character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not only the salah, not only the recitation of Quran, not only standing in front of Allah, not only generosity, not only Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even his akhlaq. And that's why how uh, Anas radiallahu anhu says, kana ajwada nasi. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was the most generous. Generous. Walakin fi Ramadan, his generosity increased in the month of Ramadan. And that's what we learn from the statement Anas radiallahu anhu. Give, there is a rule, beautiful saying this is if you want Allah to give you give from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you and the giver he will give you and he will increase for you Rasulullah his akhlaq Allahu Akbar Nabi sallallahu he have the best akhlaq but the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, he says he used to be the most generous. But in the month of Ramadan, his generosity, Sahaba they used to feel it, that it increased Allahu Akbar. His akhlaq and character increase, his kindness increase, his humility increase. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to make sure 
Oh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was the most pious and he have the most consciousness of Allah in his heart. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, from what we speak, we see that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he tried to affirm the taqwa Allahu Akbar and achieve that object of the fasting, of the object of the month of Ramadan. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, although that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala forgive Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he will be the first person to enter Jannah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he will be the first person to open the doors of Jannah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah give him the maqam al-mahmood. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's the leader of the anbiya and he is the birth of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to fast and he used to fast for a day and two and three. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, without breaking fast, we saw and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to stand in the night crying in front of Allah he used to recite the Quran every month, every night in the month of Ramadan, he read to Jibreel and Jibreel read to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and from this we understand how a person can achieve that quality of taqwa because the object of fasting that to achieve and to have that consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have that relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to link your heart with your creator the one who brought you to existence and showered his bounty upon you this is the chance this is the platform Ramadan as we say last time it is the academy Allahu Akbar of 30 days we can learn patience in Ramadan we can learn the consciousness of Allah we can learn the generosity, we can learn the humility, we can feel the hunger and be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam encouraged us and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained for us that fasting is not leaving food and drink because it's easy for anyone to leave his food and drink but the fasting, real fast, that the eyes must fast and the ear must fast and the heart must fast and the desire must stop and decrease and the desire for akhir increase and the desire of this world decrease and the desire for akhirah and Jannah and the love of Allah increase that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened the doors of Jannah to us he locked the door of Jahannam Allahu Akbar وَكَانَ النَّبِي صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ يَتَصَدَّقُ فِي رَمَضَانِ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as we say he used to give sadaqah he used to give Allahu Akbar Allah كَانَ أَجْوَدَ مِنَ الرِّيحِ المرسلة. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he used to give he was Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to give, the, they say, أَجْوَدَ مِنَ الرِّيحِ المرسلة. When the wind blow, the wind take everything. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa used to give everything he have, Allahu Akbar. That's why Imam Nakha'i rahimahullah, he says, one tasbiha in the month of Ramadan, it is better than thousand tasbiha outside Ramadan. One alhamdulillah in the month of Ramadan is better than thousand alhamdulillah outside Ramadan. One Allahu Akbar in the month of Ramadan is better than thousand Allahu Akbar outside of Ramadan. One rak'ah extra nafila or sunnah in the month of Ramadan is better than thousands of rak'ah outside of Ramadan. And one rent in the month of Ramadan, it is better than thousand rand outside the month of Ramadan. And if we look at Rasulullah Nabi he used to increase and especially in the last 10 days of Ramadan. 
Nabi he used to make i'tikaf in the last 10 days of Ramadan. He used to avail himself to communicate with his creator, to remember his creator, to cry in front of his creator. And Nabi in his last year of Ramadan, he made i'tikaf for 20 days, Allahu Akbar. All the nine months of Ramadan. Nabi he fast nine times in his life. And the last Ramadan, Nabi he used to make i'tikaf the last 10 days, but his last Ramadan, Nabi he made i'tikaf for 20 days, Allahu Akbar. وَكَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ إِذَا دَخَلَ الْعَشْرَ الْأَوَاخِرَ أَحْيَا لَيْلَهُ نَبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَتَنْدَى he used to wake up in front of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and call Allah سبحانه وتعالى and make dua why the last ten days because the last ten days Allah blessed us with that night which is better than thousand months if you calculate thousand months it is 83 years of ibadah Nabi sallallahu used to do that he used to make such an effort to make sure that he across Laylatul Qadr and he encouraged us to do so and he tell us iltamisuha fil ashril awakhir Search for Laylatul Qadr in the last 10 days of Ramadan. So from this we understand how important to know and understand the seer of Rasulullah Sallallahu What Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to do in the month of Ramadan. And the other thing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to do, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يتسحر. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to eat his sihri and he encouraged us. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, تسحروا فإن في السحور بركة. Eat because in suhoor there is barakah. Sometimes a person he eat late at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock, then he say, I don't need to stand and make suhoor. But subhanallah, if you look at the benefit of that, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say, stand and make suhoor. Even if you drink a sip of water, even if you eat one date or a sip of milk, there is a wisdom behind that. And there is a blessing behind that. Even in terms of health, and if you see how the scientists find out that is, subhanallah, that in that time where, where the liver is dry, that's why you must drink something or eat something. Because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa he said, if you want to achieve barakah, then inshallah you must make sure that you eat the sihri. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he never ever delay his iftar. He never ever delay his iftar. He used to, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi make sure that he make iftar in time. That is the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi And how Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi used to make iftar? Nabi Sallallahu he used to eat ratabat, rutab. Or if there is no rutab, he will eat dates. If there is no dates, Nabi Sallallahu he used to drink water. And Nabi Sallallahu he used to make dua before he break his fast. He used to ask Allah Subhanahu and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to make the dua, Allahumma laka sumtu wa bika amantu ala rizqika aftartu, or zahab al-dham'u wa bitalati al-uruqu wa thabata al-ajru. And he used to say, Alhamdulillahi al-ladhi, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make his dua, all praise are due to Allah, the one who give us the strength to fast, and he sustained for us to break our fast. All praise are due to Allah, the one who give us the strength to fast 
and he sustained for us to break our fast. So this is all the sunnah of Rasulullah He used to stand to eat his sihri. He used to, to, to break the, his fast in the time. He used to make dua before he break his fast. He used to eat rotab if there is no rotab dates, if there is no dates water. So all this is the beneficial sunnah of Rasulullah So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to follow Nabi to love Nabi and to make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will gather us with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the day of Qiyamah in Jannah Ameen, Ameen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Shukran so much Mawlana Isa Sami al-Jazri we look forward to continuing the series with you on Thursday inshallah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Mawlana Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Well that brings us to the end of Colvin Salim for today Inshallah, no matter where you may be, inshallah, may it be going well. And remember to keep those lips moist in remembrance of our beloved Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. From myself, Taslima Adi, as well as Faldi Fandalili, who's on uh, technical, have an absolutely beautiful iftar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.